press record. What's up, guys? This mm, damn dude. I don't really. I really don't want to start off with that. Uh, with that shit. You know, it's really just hard though to not say the thing. You know, what's up, guys? It's Pat. You know, it's, I don't know. It's just. Um. But this is Pat, and I'm here with my sponsor again, Billy. Hello. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hello, everybody. And uh, this is the Learning to Lose podcast. Because learning to lose is, I think, the key to life. But we're just starting? We're just yeah, going? I, I mean, we're just going? Look, look, yeah, I, we're just going to go. We'll, okay. Yeah. That, I'll, I'll, actually, you know what? I'll turn that down. Because losing, lo- losing actually is just a word that we made up. It's really just a matter of perspective, you know, because one loss could lead to, lead to a gain. You know what I'm saying? It's not even really losing. It's just, and there's so many ways to interpret that, that phrase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It reminds me of this tale that someone told me, but I can't reiterate it perfectly. Yeah, so a fist, that's the furthest that you should ever be away. You can move the thing, you know? However, so for how, and you can also scoot your chair up so you're comfortable, however you want to do it. Billy's a really, he's a calm, light, hard, he's a humble, well, maybe not really humble, but you act humble. You act, so when, it's something I ch- attracted me to him when I saw him share at a meeting, actually. I don't know if you remember that. I thought it's because I was talking shit about God or something like that. You were just, whatever your energy was like, definitely attractive to me. You, you, you felt, it felt like you were being honest and it felt like you actually were saying some shit that only somebody that's actually applied this would say. You, you were talking like a guy who's really done some work. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I think the honesty is the key because I think that is the one thing that I'm willing to take the chance to be honest and like look like a freak or be an asshole or look like a, you know, I'm willing to take the chance of honesty. Right now, what's that look like? Honestly, I feel super unprepared. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but it's cool. Yeah. And, um, Honestly, like right now? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to be here. Pat has, you know, been important in my life. Like, it's been an amazing relationship for me. And um, he has all the fucking cool gadgets and everything, which is awesome. (laughs) And willing and down all the time. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. And so here we are. And, uh, yeah, you, you weren't fucked up today at all. Oh yeah. I was fucked up today, but that's what like, I'm talking about. It's like about. old, it's old news, you know, Well, I'm, not for, I'm, not for people listening. That's the thing, right? Like we talk, me and Billy talk about how we're fucked up all the time, but like a lot of these people that are listening, they don't have any kind of outlet for that. They, 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 they don't get to go to someone and be like, um, yeah, today was just, you know, and talk about how they're in self and how they're be acting out and being and frustrated with life or whatever. And, and, and then come to this conclusion that is really what's my part. How is my perception off and how is my ego and like my, 
how am I, uh, you know, that's the cool part about us is we're always reminded like, wait, this, 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 this is just me being fucking me and I'm just unsatisfied and selfish and self-centered and driven by a thousand forms of fear and unhappy and in situations where I should obviously be happy and all that fucking shit, you know? So, so you were just what you were pissed about what not, uh, you know, it's the uh, same old thing with the partner. Oh, right. And you know, basically it's like, I have a fucking pulsating heart on that, that never gets relieved. Mm. And I live with a woman that I care about and I'm attracted to and we live in a celibate situation and it's all fucked up and we're supposed to be married but we're not married and we have a kid and you know I can be a good guy for two days and then I become a frustrated motherfucker and if I could stop doing that I would but I can't and um, I'm also a suicidal guy and you know really when it comes down deep down to it I feel like Maybe just unworthy, like mm. unworthy to even, I don't know, marriage, man. Right. Marriage is something for other people, you know, for me, it, it's, it's something for the breeders and the normal people or the well-to-do. Um, yeah, I thought that for a long time too, but, but our marriage just looks different. It doesn't need to look like. Well, you guys look like you're doing good over here. I mean, I talk to you daily, so but that's that's internal. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm lucky. She's mad chill. Veronica's mad chill. But what I'm saying is like you're 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 acting like marriage has to be this like one thing or look this certain way. It's like you're just fucking being close-minded about it. It's like if that's important to her, then like fucking do it like what the fuck yeah no i'm down to get married at this point it's so fucked up though i don't know where to start she doesn't trust me i have trust issues with women because my mom uh you know comes from that shit my mom had five aliases when she died i couldn't even claim her belongings Mm. she used my name several times to run scams and shit Mm. and um you know uh, and i Fucking married. This just seems so odd. Like, it's... can I get a wet paper towel to put out this uh, incense? Because it's like gonna start stanking. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I hear you. It's it was seemed like that way to me until I just let go. What are you fucking holding on to? Who gives a fuck how it seems? Like, what do you? We're supposed well, to have an open mind. Well, yeah. So you know, I'm down. I, yeah. I'm gonna be fifty, and I have a family. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I'd like to, oh, and I'd like you. to make it special, and I'd like to be whatever it is she wants me to be. I think what it comes down to, and I, I don't know, women are different, but. Yeah, there you go. Thank you so much, Alex. It comes down to sex, maybe. Or is it really? I don't, I don't even know. I've just been over this so many times. I don't know. I want sex. I want sex. I want sex. Yeah, and when, then when once you get it, it's gonna be like you're gonna be over it. It's not right. It's not enough. It's yeah. never good. Am I just a total sex addict? I don't think so. Because if every man I talk to wants that shit, right? They all want it. Do you not want it? Yeah, um, but 
Not like nearly as much as I used to. Well, that might be because I'm on this antidepressant. Um, and that's the thing. I already know. Once I get it, yeah, it's just not going to satisfy. Yeah, it's just it's not. It's like almost I want to be like. Oh, we need to turn on the light. Fuck. It's so dark. Like now it's going to look way better. Um, what was your ISO at? But yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, but you can't, you know, we know that once we get it, we're going to be over it, but like, we still have to like, that's the struggle. It's not with everything. It's more not good enough. Not the right kind. I don't know. Or maybe it would be good because I don't even know if it's about that. I think maybe by that I want to be accepted, validated. I want to know that I'm the one. I want to reinforce that bond that I choose you. I'm willing. I'm willing. I want you. I want you, you know? And, um, so I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like you have a a clear path of getting that, and that's just like jumping right in and asking. It's not that clear. Oh, you're saying maybe if you once you do get married, you still don't know. I don't even know if she wants. You know, at this point, when things are all rocky and fucked up, you know who who wants to get married when you're in a fucked up relationship. You know, that's Mm. not really the time to get married, is it? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Veronica? Or Vic? Should he just shouldn't he just get married? But he's saying it's kinda like they're fucked up right now and he's like, Who wants to get married when you're in a rocky relate but you're in it's a, you're in a rocky relationship because you're fucking It's because you're not just being willing to marry her. Right. Are you like not sure? Right. But they already have a kid. It's like. Mm-hmm. It probably would get better and you have to give it a shot. You just have to give it a shot. Like you have to give it like. Yeah. Like, like, like it's almost like. Yeah. Half measures of LS nothing. But I already asked. She didn't say yes. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've been through that, yeah. When? Oh, four months ago, maybe. Oh. I don't know, man. No. I just... Maybe you didn't like really like ask. Well, if you put this podcast out, you're going to ruin the whole surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, 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 let's, let's open that up real quick. So we, 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 we have this book that we read called The Sermon on the Mount. It's Emmett Fox's Sermon on the Mount. It's kind of like what AA is based on. Um, it's, it's a pretty incredible book. 
I mean, I, you could just literally open to any fucking page. And if you guys can get past the whole Jesus thing, then I think. All right. Hit it. Yeah. Can you get past the Jesus thing? It ain't easy, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm a, well, you know, I don't know. That's the best place to start because it's right in the middle here. Jesus Christ summed up this truth, taught it completely yeah. and thoroughly, and above all, demonstrated it in this his own person. Yeah, that's not. I don't know. That's not a good place to start. We're gonna read a little part of that and see if you have anything you want to add. You don't need to like. You could just dip in for five minutes and dip out. But I would feel it would feel stupid to not have you say your piece on the sermon. Read it, bro. Yeah, but you you, you got to start from the beginning. Sit for five minutes. Here. I'm just like, I've literally strong arm Vic onto the podcast. Strong Anytime arm, she's I here. Super awkward because I feel like I'm just jumping into like. What do you mean? I don't know. It feels all bumbly and stuff. What do you mean? No, no, this is perfect. It's Don't perfect? worry about it. Okay. We're great. It's no, perfect. we're great. And now I'm going to try to read like coherently. Go for it. Let's read it. Which uh-huh. beatitude do you like? Do you know the beatitudes? We've gone over the beatitudes. Like, blessed times. are the poor like, in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. Of that's heaven. actually one of my faves. Really? Poor in spirit, because I think you have to know that you're. The need is there so that you can surrender. You probably mm. haven't heard this guy's interpretation, though, but we could do it. Yeah, let's hear it. Should well, also, it? the poor, just keep finding the thing to read, because I want you to read. But um, I love, I always love, like, risk, like um, using that, uh, the Janis Joplin line, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Hmm. Whoa. Have you never heard that? Oh, my God. That is, like, the best line ever. Because I've, in my life, and in, in, you hear people talk about this a lot in A, like, it wasn't until I literally like had nothing left and I just sort of had surrendered and given it all up to, to where I had that real freedom. And as soon as I start getting stuff back, I'm like afraid to lose it. And then I'm like trapped again and I have false dependency on these. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm falsely dependent on things rather than only having this one dependence on this one mm-hmm. thing. So freedom it's just another word for nothing left to lose. Yeah. It's me and Bobby McGee. You, you know yeah. the, the, the song? Freedom's just another word for uh, nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to be poor in spirit is what I've always taken it as. It's like you just knowing how much you need God to, to maneuver and anything and how much better life is mm. when you... Just knowing how much you need it is like crazy. Yeah, and also like yeah, like in that 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 parallels this idea that we're powerless and we're at a complete defeat without some other like. If you want advice on dog peeing during a podcast, I can read you the text back from Trina. What'd she say? Having or when they first walk in, uh, let him calm issues down with Ramasin. 
just like peeing when we walk in the door everywhere, like all over the fucking house. So I'm on my hands and knees cleaning it up. So you need a sign on the front door that says, please come in calmly. Don't excite the dog because he's peeing right now. Well, actually, Veronica, we need to just put him outside when people come in. You have people in and out all the time. How are you going to do that? We're going to try. Okay, we're going to talk about this later. Um, I can't, nobody can hear you, so it's hard, you know? Let's read it. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm not the best, like... Just read it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here in the very beginning, we have to take into account a point of great practical importance in the study of the Bible, namely that is written in a particular idiom of its own and that terms and expressions and sometimes actual words are used in the Bible in a sense that is distinctly different from that of everyday usage. This is quite apart from the fact for for which we have also to be on the lookout that certain English words have changed in meaning since the Bible was translated. The Bible is really a textbook of metaphysics a manual for the growth of the soul, and it looks at all questions from this point of view. It is impossible to emphasize this point too much. For this reason, it takes the broadest view of every subject. It sees all things in their relationship to the human soul, and it uses many common terms in a far wider sense than given to them by common use. For example, the word bread in the Bible means not merely any kind of physical food, which is the broadest interpretation that is put into it in general literature, but all things that man requires, all physical things such as clothing, shelter, money, education, companionship, and so forth. And above all, it stands for spiritual things such as spiritual perception, spiritual understanding, and preeminently spiritual realization give us today our daily bread give us this day our daily bread i am the bread of life unless you eat this bread another example is the word prosperity in the scriptural sense prosperity and prosper signify a very great deal more than the acquirement of material possessions they really mean success in prayer. For the point of the view of the soul, success in prayer is the only kind of prosperity worth having. And if our prayers are successful, we shall naturally have all the material things we need. A certain quantity of material good is essential on this plane, of course, but material wealth is really the least important thing in life. And mm-hmm. this, the Bible implies by giving the word prosperous, is prosperous it's true meaning to be poor in spirit does not in the least mean the thing we call poor spirited nowadays to be poor in spirit means to have keep reading okay to be in to be poor in spirit does not in the least mean the thing we call poor spirited nowadays to be poor in spirit means to have emptied our emptied yourself of all desires to exercise personal self-will and what is just as important to have renounced all preconceived opinions and the wholehearted search for God. It means to be willing to set aside your present habit of thought, your present 
views and prejudices your present way of life, if necessary, to rejettison, in fact, anything and everything that can stand in the way of your finding God. One of the saddest passages in the all literature is the story of the rich man who missed mm-hmm. one of the great opportunities of history and mm-hmm. turned away sorrowful, sor- sorrowful mm-hmm. because he had great possessions. This is really the story of mankind in general. We reject the salvation that Jesus offers us and our chance of finding God because we have great possessions, not in the least because we are very rich in terms of money, for indeed most people are not, but because we have great possessions in the way of preconceived ideas, Mm. confidence in our own judgment, and in the ideas which we happen to be familiar, spiritual pride born of academic distinction, sentimental or material attachments to institutions and organizations, habits of life that we have no desire to renounce, concern for human respect, or perhaps fear of public ridicule or a vested interest in worldly honor and distinction. And these possessions keep us chained to the rock of suffering that is our exile from God. Mm. The rich young man is the one of the most tragic figures in history, not because he happened to be wealthy, for wealth in itself is neither good nor bad, but because his heart was enslaved by that love of money, which Paul tells us is the root of all evil. He could have been a multimillionaire in silver and gold, and as long as his heart was not set upon it, he would have had been just as free as the poorest beggar to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. He trust, however, His trust, however, was in the riches, and this shut the gate. And it goes on and on and on. I so. love what he said about it because that the story of the rich young ruler is so powerful, and I love that he <clears throat> made sure to make it clear that it's not just so many people take that passage and it's like oh like it's just money. It's like okay, money, wealth was his his thing. So he's like, oh, I want to give up. I want to. Uh, uh, Jesus asked him to give up the thing he knew. That was the hardest. That's what following God and surrendering God is. So, like, for someone else, it'd be alcohol. Like, when you realize, like, I'm going to ask you to give up this thing. This is the thing you hold tightest that is ruling you and destroying you. And someone else, it might be a job. It might be for the, when you understand these things. But just for him, it was his wealth. And it doesn't mean that he, being wealthy is wrong. Because even in my life, as I've grew up, not having money and like uh like I said my dad's a mailman and my mom's a stay-at-home mom and then now having just accumulated so much and I want I we try to bless people with it and everything but I also go like god if you took this all away today and I need to go live in an apartment I'm so okay with it because that's not my identity you know well like what you said about he knew that was the most important thing and that's probably all of our struggles is giving up that one most important thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think maybe it's related to my situation. Definitely. Cause you don't want to. Yeah. I don't know exactly how, but maybe it'll come to me. Well, from talking to you, I feel like 
you're standing firm on it is because you don't want to go into the system. You don't want to have to like, I see like your bigger reasoning, right? It's like, oh, like I don't need to have a paper. No, I, I don't think need it's to. A lot, I think it's a lot deeper than that. And it comes mm. to trust and fear and maybe just not being available because maybe my whole life, the one thing that I knew I had, you know, was not being smart or having money or any security of any type, but I knew I was, now this is going to sound arrogant, but I was an attractive young man. So that's the one thing I had mm. going for me, yeah. right? So I could get attention. And maybe being married means I am cut off from that. Mm. Maybe it's a trust. Maybe it's fear. And I have to trust her and myself. And hmm. possibly, I don't know, I'm just exploring ideas. And it's not even that I... not. Yeah, so anyway. I mean, I just really like the the rich thing. Like, the the rich... I just feel like a lot of... I mean, this isn't always the case, but I think a lot of the times when you have someone who's so wealthy and so successful, they don't... um, It's hard to seek when you are in that situation. I think that, like, sometimes not having those things and being forced to like struggle like it, it kind of like brings you to your knees and it kind of it forces you to like what did it say about the the wealthy man who who didn't it says wealth is neither good or bad but his heart was enslaved by that love of money yeah fuck dude and so I can't tell you how many people I know who are just so driven by power, money and success and that's their their that's their north star. Yeah. And I think that it's only only through losing, learning to lose or failing that you, and realize, or realizing that those things are meaningless but, in the grand scheme. But I, I think, can have this big house, but what is, you're not taking that with you when you die. But how, do you, how does one realize that? I think it's when they realize that, every, that the, on, so the much, only Alex. thing is so that relationship glad. with God. I think that's the only way you can realize that thing because your eyes are open to like, whoa, that stuff doesn't matter. I don't know how you... For, for, I'll tell you how I realized it. It was through, like, losing what I thought was what defined me, which was the yes. success in with Hypercrush. Mm. And it was, and, 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 you know, the numbers and the sales and the fans and the money and the, is this working? This is what defines me, you know? And, and if that works and if you keep getting it, and you keep getting that validation from being that guy who's either successful or running so many businesses or crushing it. It's hard to see where that's not working because you're continuing to fill this hole with these artificial things. And that actually works for like a while mm-hmm. until it stops working. Mm-hmm. And at some point it's either going to stop working or you're going to need more than you can get and it's not until it's not till you know you you lose that in some sense or another that i think you you realize uh 
But not everyone, when you lose it, realizes it. No. You can. That's one way. Yeah. If, if you learn to lose, like if you learn to accept that loss and you learn to grow from it and you learn and, and you realize that once you, once I lost that shit, I actually found a freedom and a happiness through that surrender and, and I stopped caring about all that shit. Also, at the same time, I was really close to my friend Dane who was dying and that also helped oh my me God. Yeah. see some truth. And I think at the end of the day, I was just graced. That too. I was lucky enough to have been like touched and shown all this shit didn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you can have happiness by doing God's will, which sounds corny, but really God's will at the time was to spend time with Dane who was dying. Yeah. And it was definitely. to love my partner and ask her to marry me. And mm-hmm. it was to, it was to, it was to like coddle all these relationships in my life, go on the camping trips, be in the moment, value people over things mm-hmm. and like monetary success. And mm-hmm. It's kind of a complicated subject to talk about, but but I think when you start tapping into that that uh, communication and you can feel direction, so you'll sometimes you'll know that you need to invest the time in your job. It's like investing in your work is not bad, right. but when you feel this other thing, that's like, wow, your friend really needs you right now, your wife really needs you right now, or um, navigating it. And and those things are actually for me, those things were impossible to do while I was still winning mm-hmm. in the other world. So once I lost and that shit. So it was shit, a blessing in it, disguise. It was. And, and once I like didn't have those other things, I was like, fuck it, dude. Like I'm just going to go over here and like just be with this person who like I love so much who's like literally dying and um, try to just be of service to anyone anywhere all the time and what's really cool is when you can figure out a way to be of service and also have that be your job which yeah. is what i'm trying to do here mm-hmm. you know and yeah. it's like we we, we 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 talk here without even having a plan i don't even know what the fuck i'm doing we're doing right now but i just feel like we all through, <laughs> th- through talking totally. about this stuff we're like having almost like a meeting, like we're doing this work. Like he said, like everything, it said everything in the Bible is meant to help you grow <clears throat> as a person. Mm-hmm. What did it say? It was really cool. Something did about you, the enrichment of the soul. Yeah. Like, yeah. did you catch that? Well, yeah. That's like the whole purpose of it. You know what? One thing, one thing I would want to change in there is changing it from the Bible to the ancient inscriptions because that's really what it is. Yeah, and I love that. I was doing some research and, you know, awesome. so many archaeologists and scientists that aren't even believers go to the ancient inscriptions because the 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 record keeping and uh what's the word? logs transcribed. Yeah, like they're so informative to so many other things. In, within other cultures in that timeline, like archaeological facts and stuff. So I'm like, it, it's, I think when it got the word, like this is the Bible, it also lost a lot of like the, you know, like people st- wanting to say, is it even real? Did you just even walk? And mm. it's like, 
there's so much like why are we not saying that Napoleon didn't why are live we just why are we even getting Cleopatra or, or why are we even getting distracted by that question why are we missing we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. like why are who cares like what is this shit useful or not yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty useful so like why are we even was yeah, like, and that's a, another thing is this distracting. Like, I feel like we're this these 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 negative forces or evil forces or whatever. They want us distracted by like these conflict conflicts yes. and who's the president or what's Trump doing or it's like wait a second like were you good to your significant other today or are you being like of service are you like having an open mind and approaching all things with like love and Hmm. or are you distracted by your hate for like donald trump who you've never even met before (laughs) i have a couple questions one you believe there's evil forces or are you just talking Um, about your own thinking I'm, i'm trying to be a lot more open to it lately because vic honestly and, 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 and I think that I just want to have an open mind. And I think that like, and even that dude, Paul w- was talking about, it. I, I don't know. I think that we get tripped up on words and like, like we're talking about not getting distracted by whether Jesus was real or not, or, or what, not getting distracted by like all these little mundane details. Like I kind of am always looking for the silver lining. I'm always looking for the what's real and how can I assimilate it and, 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 and relate to that in my life. And I will say that like alcoholism and like ego and self and like greed and like, these are things that are like, there's some thing trying to make my life miserable. Like there's something. And I'm, if I feed into it, if I feed the negative, there's two wolves, one's fucking, anger and hate and other ones love if i feed the anger hate wolf it's gonna beat the love wolf and if i keep feeding that negativity <clears throat> call it negativity you don't need to call it evil I'm, forces no, I'm just asking you said that i I'm don't asking. i don't really care okay. because i don't want to be distracted by that shit i want to okay. i want to be aware of when i'm feeding that bad <clears throat> negative wolf yeah and I do think that I can get sucked into a very selfish, self-centered, egotistical place when I'm not connected and when I'm not feeding the good mm-hmm. wolf. But like, this is a source of food for me. Just talking about this stuff with people. Yeah. Um, my oh. second question is: Can I say one thing to that? Though, just I don't think everything is an evil force either. Like, I do <laughs> think that there's things that are just coming from my nature to want certain things. Right. But, but then I do believe that there's definitely a spirit. I think Spiritual there's angels. Warfare. I think there's demons. I've seen them. So I, I can't not no, believe I've heard it. that before. That's but I don't think like every, cause then also that kind of can give you an out too. Like, well that made me do it. Like there's it's, but I believe that that's all. I guess that's all I'm saying. But what, what's your second question? My second question is here. It says that the, the story of the rich young man is the story of mankind in general. So I'm just curious just to ask, you know, I'm trying, once I read this, I'm like, what is my heart enslaved to? Mm. And if it's the story of all of us, I'm wondering what is your heart enslaved to and yours as well? Sleep. Because, <laughs> I mean, that would really be getting honest here. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What is really more important than maybe God or at least occupies that space in my head that it, they can say enslaved to? 
enslaved by. Yeah. For me, it's, I, I, I Jason is a, like my, uh, relationships can definitely, especially with a man. Cause I feel like there's something like I have daddy issues and like wanting a man to fulfill and like make me feel a certain way, which can be a good thing, but I can also like put Jason making me happy or Jason coming through way before. And that's too much to put on a human, you know, he can't. So I've, I have to wrestle with realizing that's where I need to like unload on God. I need to say like, take, take this, and make actually make me in a place right. I'm thinking of like the one thing that would get taken away that I'd really have to tap into that right. would be like Jason being taken away from me, you know? Because, but I do think I'm at a place where I, I think I would be the person in the past that I would have committed suicide if like my significant other died. So, so if if that is so important to you. Is that also what causes you a great deal of the pain you feel in your life at the same point? You know, because you're saying that's the thing. Yeah, so because then the he thing? lets me down more. If he can't be there, or he's not around enough, or he, he's not giving me what I want in the relationship to be attentive to, like, making me feel seen, and that's, like, too much on him. So, yeah, because I can get really dis- d- depressed and disappointed in what he's not giving me instead of understanding, like, he's a separate human that I have to... He can't. I need to feel all those things. Actually, God does make me feel those things when I tap into it. It's just I forget. It's interesting because now that you say all that, I have mommy issues. Mm. Maybe it's something similar. For sure. Possibly. I mean, all mm. those things affect us. Well, that's probably, the way we view even. I mean, uh, and you have no idea. Well, that's probably why you yeah. don't want to get married. I mean, just the <sighs> tiny bit you told me, I can uh, only imagine the craziness. So, so that's why you don't want to get married. But you know what my therapist was I telling don't know me? If just, that's just, what is possible. Well, my therapist was telling me just fucking yesterday. Tim is not your dad. You're not gonna wake up one morning and like have been betrayed. You're not gonna wake up from a, having an operation all of a sudden in a body cast that they didn't tell you was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one day I woke up and my truck was fucking gone. It was it got repossessed, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And my dad was like, "Yeah, we didn't, we weren't able to pay the thing." And it was like, "Wait, my fucking backpack was in there." Like, what do you mean? He was mm. like, "It's no big deal. We'll figure it out." Like, just like that was a major feeling of I've been feeling this betrayal. Yeah. Whether my dad and that co- plays out in my life today with all my relationships, yeah. I'm afraid everyone's gonna leave all yeah. the time. And oh, sorry. One thing. Go ahead. This <laughs> exact thing you're saying, we're all saying, is what everyone has to realize. They have that with God too, like daddy issue, like like the way we can like accept God because we have these parents that are like parental figures, and like God is this. Like I told you, and I just cried like when I realized this. Like God isn't my parents. God isn't that pastor that did that thing. Like that's not we're seeing humans trying to represent and that's why I'm like, I have to go to the source to really find that, the heart of God to understand like God's nature. And I had to do this whole, I did this crazy therapy session where like, re, like God was there and it was like, I'm not who you think I am. And I had to like all these walls broke down. It was crazy, but sorry. So I'm going to ask you what you think Pat's enslave, what his thing is that enslaves 
him. This is why of asking I want him. him to be my co-host. I just think you're. This I'm just is curious. Well, should really you ask him there. if there's something else that no, I'm enslaved I, I with? Want, I'm just he'll, curious he'll what there. you see in him. Like, if what is it? Yours is Jason. Mine, we're on. Clear. One of mine is Jason. One of you yours. Know, like, there's probably so many things. What is Pat's? But I don't want. I, I'm just curious, like, what you think hmm. Pat's is instead of hearing from Pat, just out of curiosity, because. Hmm. I don't have something that comes straight to my mind. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't be offended. No, I know you won't. Yeah, I'm just trying uh, to think of like punk rock, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Anarchy. Wow. Well, like the heart of punk rock. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Which the... there's a lot of good things about it too. Wow. But like, like you That's know, right he on. can't. He's like, I don't want to deny my punk rockness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so that's a man there's a thing in the in the fucking in the book that says we, we we tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely so we're supposed to let go of our old ideas absolutely especially alcoholics in recovery because our old ideas specifically alcoholics who've poisoned our mind for so long and lived in the gutter for so long are our our old ideas are more warped than the normal person and more fucked up that's why there is this common theme with alcoholics because I don't know about all people, but I do know for sure that if you're an admitted alcoholic, your past is fucked up. You've been, your mind's been in the gutter for a long time and you need to let go. You need to abandon all these old ideas that were formed by this mind Mm. in the gutter. So if you're thinking about something while you're in the gutter and your mind's in the gutter, you're going to probably have formed an idea about that thing. My heroes are, were Gigi Allen, you know, Glenn Danzig, um, you know, uh, Zach De La Roca, um, people that are, they're very rebellious and anti, you know, I don't Harmony know what Corinne, they've done. I don't have Harmony like a mind. Like well, Gigi Allen was, was a punk rocker who like, you know, he was the most punk rock person ever to walk the earth. Like he took a shit on the stage and threw it at his fans. Oh my he was, God. He, he would, Didn't he nail his testes or something? He, too? he wants people to piss on his grave. He no, like, no, like it's the gnarly. Did, yeah, that's gnarly. So, so, so David O. Russell, the guy who did I Heart Huckabees, his new yeah. film is about Gigi Allen starring Christian Bale. Whoa. So I'm like so excited. Only to say, so my thing isn't like that I necessarily am like, okay, this guy's dope. I like what he's doing. I'm interested in anybody doing anything all the way. How far, like you're, that's what I love about you. And Jason with Elephant Heart is you guys are going all the way. You're not going to be like, oh, let's like tease it a little. Like you have a fucking very clear mission and you're trying to go as far as you can go with it. Um, I just think that's dope. Like I like uh-huh. Joe Rogan because he's going all the way. You know, I like Elon Musk because he's going all the way. Kanye. Yeah. I don't care. Regardless of whether I enjoy Kanye's music or not, like he's going push it as far as it can go. Like he's not interested in like making a popular song that's going to like sell well. He's like trying to really like push the boundaries like yeah. Pink Floyd, Radiohead, you know. And they're, the, the thing I'm, the common denominator is that they're all genuinely like, this is what I believe. Yeah. This is what I feel. Yeah. And yeah. 
and oh. that's um, that's what you're really loving about them. And yeah. someone can genuinely believe and feel that they want their, to throw their shit at their fans. But like, it doesn't. That doesn't also make it like a good <laughs> he, thing. No, it's not a good thing. He he just was like he, he was just. But that's where he was, honestly, in that moment. I, I'm just gonna do the one. I'm just gonna do whatever I think is going to be the most offensive. Like Sid Vicious, like he just wore the Nazi thing, not because he was a Nazi, because he just knew it would fuck people up. He just wanted a reaction out of people. And for a long time, I was like on that tip. Just like, I just want to fucking scare you or surprise you or just Mm -hmm. offend you. Why? Because why not? Because I'm bored. Because life is boring and like we should just like. I think it's beyond that though. I think it's almost like, like, a, like he it's almost to, a graph or spirit or God or something like. Like he, he was trying to put the fear back in rock and roll. Yeah, but it's like going for something more. <laughs> and if, right. And like some, you know, go like. Uh, uh, what do you mean? I don't know. Pushing the boundaries. Um, like that's. I don't know exactly how to, to word it, but well, maybe it has something to do with this idea that like, I think a lot of people that end up on drugs or, or, or like alcohol, it's because they're, um, they're, they're more comfortable in like the spirit realm that they're trying to get closer to God, you know, like they need it or want it more so than anyone else because they're not, they're seeking like more, you know? And they're like, I want to feel like another word for alcohol is spirits. I know. You know, it's like kind of this interesting thing where like um, people that want to get high, like they want to like get high up. They want to like, we need that. Euphoria. Yeah. Peace. We're we're looking for something more. Yeah. But it's in the wrong it's unsatisfying. Yeah, but it actually kind of like it, it's a really, really good disguise. Like it really, it's like close. It's like mm-hmm. it really feels like you're having a spiritual experience. Yes, but it's synthetic. Yeah. But I mean, maybe there. I think there probably were times when when that drug was was able to remove all that fear, and I was closer to. Definitely. God or whatever, you know, but it just doesn't, it ends up, the repercussions the re- yeah, of that there's a- are so horrific and, and you end up going, it's like a, a, a bouncy, like a bounce board where it goes up, but then it goes, it's Russian e- roulette. It goes equally as far down. Like if, if, if you're using a drug to get up, you, you, it's going to spring back equally far down as it was up. Yeah. So you're going to end up in the low yeah. yeah. Every time I had a bottle of wine to myself because it was like, I'm sad and I just want to have fun tonight, always would end up. Yeah. And unless you're like emotionally stable and healthy, like you're probably going to end up staying down there longer than you were up. And then you need more. And then you go up again, not quite as high, and you end up even lower than you were. And it's just that constant. So years into that, you end up being just constantly in the low and now you're like below zero all the time and it takes drugs and alcohol just to reach zero. But I don't know if that has anything to do with what you're saying about like extremes and like 
maybe that's some form of oh i don't know like it like some form but i just had a thought here so maybe what i'm enslaved by from you know being a kid who was like sort of abandoned maybe it's sex or even that sort of attention says to me you're seen and you're good enough and i value you and you're like validated and even that energy even if you're just putting out that energy you're getting something that i like i'm desperate for even though now it's different it's that is still with me that i need attention or yeah like validated or something like uh and connect that's how men connect because well and i'm going to be but- i'm going to be crass but when a woman woman spreads her legs for you and she wants to she wants you that's yeah. like the ultimate like you're good you're yeah. okay mm. yeah you know you're you're the one and, or, and and being insecure, you know, met, uh, you know, alcohol, and I have to keep using that word, but like we're just insecure, so like we're needing that value. Is that too rude to say that? No, that- I, I, <laughs> I, and I, I, man, I, Jason, I can really talk to you both a lot about that same thing because right before we got married, I started having this like God thing, and I started feeling that same guilt. Well, I had. It's a long story, but I had a lot of guilt surrounding, like, sex before marriage and stuff, too. Um, I, was, I had years of, like, not even that wasn't there and was very reckless. And then, then it started to come back. And when I realized I wanted to marry Jason, which was crazy, we met. Like, slept, we slept together the first night, we, our first date. But, and, like, we had two and a half years of just, but then once we were about to get married, um, when I realized he was the one I wanted to marry, I started to have that like that wholesome feeling of like, oh, I really wanted to wait for you, my husband. I really don't. And I, it became a real hard, oh, so hard because then we went through like a year and a half of like, he'd kind of make the moves and because we'd been that way. And then it would end up really traumatizing. I'd always end up crying. And there's a lot of trauma around our sexual experience. Um, and then, then we stopped for like, I don't know, maybe we really made it like four months before we got married, no sex. But then we were like playing house and like living together and you're sleeping by someone like, what are we just friends? Like it was, I can, I see why going backwards is so hard and traumatizing. And then we had, then there was a time of when we got married to, um, I'm just saying it can be done though. Like it, you can overcome it, but I, I really understand what she's feeling. I understand what Jason, what I understand what you're Well, feeling. no, this is interesting because this sounds very parallel. So maybe that's what she's going through. So, yeah, she's feeling guilty and she wants to, she hasn't a, so she, she wants so to make it right. Even though past behavior has been one way, once you have this realization, things change. Yeah. And that's obviously happened. And me, I didn't have that realization and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And then like, are we just friends? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the deal? Speak of the devil. Hey, Speaking of Jason. No, it's so. <laughs> he just walked in the door. Jason, we're talking Don't about, pee. uh, I'm just explaining our similar situation. Yeah. 
<laughs> Welcome. Right. You're gonna have to. Jason just walked right into the microphone, and they're gonna have to share a mic again. And it's just a mess. No, it's, we're gonna be okay this time. No, but it's really cool because Billy's like, I just feel like he's right on the edge of being surrounded by the right people and, and making the right decision that something could maybe make his marriage work. Yeah. Or he's not married, but the relationship he has with with. Angela and, and he has a daughter and I just feel like they're so close, you know, he's, he's like, feeling exactly what you felt when like, I was like, I don't want to, I want to be married. I want to be like right before God. I want this to be, and he's like, I don't get it. This is stupid. We, we love each other. We're committed. This is so dumb. And then we went through, like I said, a year and a half of still doing it, but then it started bringing traumatizing. I started crying and I started, then I started feeling like he, since he didn't understand it, I, I started feeling like you're taking advantage of me in a way and like, not, like, res- that's, not respecting like, like that's my, all you want like not loving me enough to respect that like I want to do this thing in my body and then we broke up for a year because it just then he was touring it was like what's the point of this wow and then but then I still dated someone else and slept with them like I still didn't it was I didn't understand why I don't know where she's at but like I had like a guilt in the very beginning of like what I've been raised opposed to understanding it. And it wasn't until later that I actually understood it and and really believed and understood why that is so so powerful and beautiful and like why it was designed. Mm. But we did it all backwards. So it really got things really messy. Yeah. But if you can get through that, like, yeah, a lot of, I mean, this poor guy always felt. Like a predator, almost. You know, like yeah, because I would be so traumatized, and then yeah. we got yeah, it back. You know what's amazing, though, as you guys <laughs> went, you, you went through all that, and you did it, and you worked it out. Like, because I'm in the throes of it, and it sounds almost exactly the same. Yeah. Like, even my feeling kind of predatorial or something. It's uh, like, what you know? Yeah. Why? How? Why am I put here? How did this happen? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a crazy feeling going from, going from, um, you know, making love to feeling like you're taking advantage of your girl. It's, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. But we also, in the process, realized there were things that felt made me feel very like mm-hmm. objectified. This fool just walked into like a heavy therapy session. But I just feel like there's so many people that can relate to all this stuff and you don't really hear it being talked about. And I honestly, I always say this, like just knowing you're not alone in something is Mm -hmm. like huge. Like just Jack the other night, like just saying like, I get it, bro. We went back inside and he was just like, he just already felt better. So true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's, um, well, how are you doing by the way? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I've had a long day. I, I did a podcast this morning actually. Um, really good one too. And then finished a bunch of songs today. So I'm good though. I'm like, I'm getting, I just drove over here doing emails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Though. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go to Peru. Yeah, I mean, uh, in my spirit, but not at all, at all. I know, but I'm ready. I got some boots. Yeah, new boots. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna. I wasn't asking you what, like, uh, what are the main 
main things keeping you together right now? Your your kid is that the main? Yeah, I think it would ha- it would have split a long time ago if there wasn't a kid. Not that I don't love Angela and appreciate her, but we're just like so you know just we're like the most. Well, I don't want to sound arrogant, but we're like some of the most messed up people on earth, right? So she came from like literal abuse, like. I don't, I don't want to share her, yeah, yeah. you know, physical, yeah. physical and, and, and me as well, different. And the fact that we're even like walking and talking and semi-normal people is a miracle in itself of AA really. Mm. And, and now I'm at this like growing up point where I have a family and credit cards and insurances and, uh, semi-wife and, responsibility and and now all these like christian values are sneaking in they started sneaking in through aa and now they're like boom in my face because my wife has become i guess you could say born again i mean every morning she's reading the bible every single day and she's super into it and wants a legit marriage with me i think but with somebody for sure Mm -hmm. um and, you know, I go from being a monster to a good guy. I waffle back and forth because I'm a horny dude. And I'm not, it, it's not, it's not working because she feels the way she felt when you guys went through that. Plus, we have a kid and we homeschool, so we're, we're never free of a child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm also a sex addict, right? I went to the program and all that and I recognize I have issues there they kind of also miracle went went away really though mm-hmm. and what was your question I mean you uh, said, what I'm just yeah. keeping you together yeah basically oh yeah you. so there I think there's more of a bond than we actually think because I actually delivered summer like we did it at home so there's no hospital we didn't even With go to Astrid, the hospital that woman Astrid you met her I love that yeah she's cool Astrid was there and you know um, I pulled Summer's little head out and everything and there was this big blobbing throbbing like alien looking thing attached which people don't really know there's this gigantic thing yeah it's it's got veins in it the tree looks like a tree people eat it now and she ate part of it yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and they go hard with the hippie question if if you're if say say your dong just got cut off somehow, say you're walking down like some your dong cut off, <laughs> that would be a like, relief. It'd be a bummer. Well, no, he said it would be a relief. Okay, it would be, so would you? Do you think that um, y- your marriage would be uh, like? Do you think that you would want to stay together if that wasn't even a question? If the physical thing wasn't, if the physical thing was not a question, yeah, absolutely. Damn. If I had six months to live, I'd want to spend every day with them. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. And and the thing I have to just reinforce is you are feeling the lack of that deepest intimacy, which is intercourse. And that's where I think it gets so messed up when you do it backwards. It's like, I wish people would like, if they don't know it, it's like you can't do it. But like, I see the importance, like why when you're married, you have to work to have sex. Like you have to make sure that never dies because it's such a beautiful thing. So what's hard is like, you've already done that. And that's like us. We had years of this is okay. We're connecting. And then when we're still together, but we're not connecting that way. And I think that's designed to be this 
it's such a crazy thing. So that's why it's so hard right now because you're not getting to experience that, but it can get back. It's just, you know. Uh, actually, I, I would I would argue that it will come back in a totally different but better way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in a whole better, like, the, to, sure. dude, it took me probably over a decade until I was like, we actually like were able to like, like, whoa, like we just like made love. Yeah. Like we didn't just have set. Like mm -hmm. it was just like, let me just get it real quick. Yeah. yeah. You know, like <laughs> I just need to get it real quick. Yeah. And, and she felt like that object, like I'm just giving it to you and there's nothing else going on there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now sometimes it's like a massage. Like yeah. Realizing to, we're the oven the, the, there. Yeah. Veronica always says that. What? The w we're, women are, uh, you guys are crockpots. We're microwaves. Yeah, guys are microwaves, mm. but women need to have. We're literally a microwave. Yeah. One minute on, the girls are like ovens. Yeah, or, like, or they, my, they, my friend told me one morning, he's like, he's like, man, your wife's like, you have to treat like a, like a crockpot. What do you like? Wake up in the morning, you know, put some of the seasoning in there, put mm. some stuff in, wow. check check up on around noon, make sure it's doing okay. Check up three o'clock, you know, make sure it's give it a stir. Wow. And by and by dinner. I was like, that's the great analogy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all women are different. Like I know Veronica is like very different from most women. And I'm actually, I should explore what she wants and needs more because she doesn't need to be checked on. She doesn't, I don't need to talk to her. I don't know exactly. She needs like something different. You know, she needs mm -hmm. to know that I'm like thinking about like our, 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 our life and I'm doing what I can to like help. I don't know. It's like different for every, yeah. every girl. And you need to figure out what that love language looks like love for, language. for your wife, for our a significant other and give them what they need. And I, you can, it's totally okay to just ask mm -hmm. like why it doesn't need to be some weird, especially when you've been together that long and you're actually like married or like have a kid. You just like, what do we, what do you need? Like, let's just talk about it. Like, let's figure this out. Yeah. And once you start talking about it, it gets more, less awkward. Like you might, there might be a little period where it's awkward and like, ah, oh, this is weird, but it does. For sure. Get over it. I, I had this really cool moment. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was out in Palm Springs one night and I was like, you know, there's like those times when you kind of get in prayer and you're like really in it, you're like really in that present moment and you really can kind of hear. I don't know if I'm, I feel like I heard you talking the other day. I feel, yeah, I feel no, like you I know what yeah, you mean. Sure, yeah. yeah. And I was just, and I was asking questions and I was getting answers. And I remember I, I asked, I said, no, you know, like, you know, can't you just take away this like lust desire? You know, like, like, I don't want to look at other, like, I, I just want to have my eyes. And, uh, I heard, you know, God was like, you don't understand. That's a gift I gave you, right? The, that's what got you your wife. That's what is going to make a child. That's what's going to, that's what that, that crazy thing that brings you guys together, but also gave you this thing called self-control. So we're constantly at battle with this, this thing that is made to, you know, for, for real connection and also for bringing life onto this earth. But, um, so it's, it's, it's just that we take, you know, like food, like sex, all those things. And we, and we just, we pervert them because they become just like a, like sex addiction or even drinking or drugs. Anything becomes like this, it becomes your, your number one, basically. And that's what, you know, I've definitely, I'm, I get it. You know, I, I totally get that too. So man, it's just like, I don't know. I, I saw you guys together. I saw when she walked in I was like, there's definitely, there's like an invisible love that is just, it's there. And, it, it, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Cause I, I know that there's a lot at stake there too. You know, the kid and 
Yeah, that's interesting because that challenge that you just talked about, I mean, when you've been married for a long time, that's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're, you know, the... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Troy has <laughs> You know, for other sure. females are attractive too, right? Of course. And so... Never goes away. Yeah. My grandpa told me he, he was... Like, like I, remember, uh, some, I, I remember asking him, I said something, I was like, hey, Grandpa, when you, get, like, when you get married and, you know, like, do you, are you still attracted to other girls? He's like, until the day you die. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And that's because, like, you know, when you fall in love with someone, it doesn't mean that, that that animal instinct that's in us, that's in all of us, goes away. It's just like everything. Like, we have, we're constantly at battle with this pure spirit and this thing that is used to protect us and get us through life and make the, the human race keep going. But humans, we just, we love to just take it to the next level with everything, you know? All right. Can I ask a personal question? I hope I'm not being too. Yeah. So is that the same for females what? as well? I mean, they're going to find other people attractive and want them or is it different? Cause Angela, I'll, I'll admit something. I sure hope she never listens to this. So she told me recently that for the first four years together, when she would diddle herself or whatever, mm-hmm. she only thought of me. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. I yeah. was like, wow, that's that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if females are different that way. And I'm not speaking females in general because I know we have all this gender shit going on these days. And I, <laughs> I never know what to say anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I know. think I think... Uh, will definitely find people attractive and have there's a same thing where you have to realize oh wow, I'm attracted to this person but what am I gonna I'm not gonna jeopardize and practicing self-control and knowing what you actually have because just like I want to eat another round of fries just because it's good it doesn't mean it's good for me so knowing what you could lose I mean we had something happen right right before we were gonna get married where I just felt this uh, connection with this guy that I was hanging out with. And what, what was the word for it? I mean, maybe that's what it's called. Because uh, it, nothing ever happened. But I, for the first time, realized, whoa, I could feel that for another guy. And, like, luckily he was so respectful. I'm like, what would he have done if I, he grabbed my hand when we were walking? Or those times, like, what would I have done? Because I was feeling these fluttery feelings for him. And we got to talk about it before we got married, and it just reminded me, it made me realize that no one's free from those things. It's, it's knowing your boundaries. There might be people that you need to be careful. That's not the person you go alone with, that you have that friendship with. Or if you're in a really hard place, be careful going to the, maybe the opposite sex to whatever you're not attracted to for advice. But I, I think... Does that answer your question? Yeah, so generally it's she just the same it. thing yeah, for she, guys and girls. But I think guys have them way but more. But even, like, here's how different guys design. and girls are. She's like, if you, if you held my hand, like that. Yeah, well, I'm imagine- that's what I'm Did thinking. you catch that? Because I'm saying, because women are, you know, I think women are just, there's such a different type of emotional affection for, for a lot of women that's like, it's so emotional. And yeah. the couple times where she's admitted to me that she's had feelings for someone else, um, it was all emotional based. They give mm-hmm. me this, the attention that I'm not getting mm-hmm. from you. They give me, you know, when we're, we're just like, I mean, I was, the other day, I it was insane. I was driving. I didn't even tell you this, but who cares? I, 
I literally saw like saw a butt from like half a mile away, like zoom, like it's like a radar. Yeah, yeah it's so it's crazy. so weird. And, and it's, it's like what, like what, like I was just driving and like you just like zoom and you see it. It's like why does and it's what spin, is that? It almost like fucks you up. Like well, it fucks me up. Like when I see yeah. that shit, it, it fucks me up because it's like my mind. If you let your mind like go into this weird like yeah. fantasy place, you you're like, up. oh, I'm not getting what I yeah. think I want. The grass is greener, but it's not. It's always like awkward. And I've actually been. Like I've done, just so everyone knows, like I've walked through that. Like I've Why don't seen, you tell us about it? Then? I've seen the other side. Um. And is anyone's phone? Can we turn? Can you turn? Oh, can you move that? Can you put? Can you turn off your Wi-Fi? I, I'm here to say that it's actually not greener. It's not greener. No. It's, it's a little. It's a whole new. It, it's really awkward. Bag of weeds. It's really awkward. Um, okay, so in, okay, so, so to go back to the Sermon on the Mount, what? really, really quick, just to go back to the, done. to okay, so Sermon on the Mount, right? Like, because you, you said you go there, like it's so easy to go there in your mind, and like, it's, it starts with a thought, it goes into like deeper fantasy, and then it could turn into actually acting it out, and that's what Jesus is saying in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, if you've already looked, if you've already lusted with your in your mind then you've committed it right and all the sermon on the mount if you notice he talks about murder he goes you've heard if you know if uh you know murdering is is a sin he's, but i'm saying if you even have hatred in your heart because what he's trying to do is get it from like stop it from getting from this Become place actions. to an action right so you know having those thoughts obviously you they're uh, you can't control that subconscious thought, but you can control what you do with it. And that's the that's what a lot of the Sermon on the Mountain is about when he talks about that. I don't know if they even have that in that. No, it's in here. Yeah. It's all, it's one of the Beatitudes. I don't know which one, but. No, it's not. The, it's the, uh, it's it's after the Beatitudes when he says like, uh, he says, you've heard it, you've heard it said that if uh, you commit adultery, you know, that you'll be this and this and that. But I tell you that oh, if, if you even lust after a girl, you look, you're like, what? But what it's trying to say is it's, it's about the heart and it's about letting it, it manifest outside the heart into actions. And that's I know, like, I know. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get that. And the weird thing about it is at first you're like, fuck, there's no fun in this world. But after going down the rabbit hole with all that stuff, I mean, alcoholics take that stuff to the extreme. Maybe everybody, yeah. it's just empty at the other end. It's empty. Empty like... It's protecting us. It's, it's Yeah, it's like it's help. It's... It's there to help. Yeah. It's not like denying don't you. Don't do this and don't do that. It's just like, you don't want to have to go through this hell. Trust me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, when it comes to that particular topic too, so you're going to go for that feeling because it's new and it's exciting, but then you're going to be in the same, like, same issues. It'll be different because they're a different person, but they're gonna. You're gonna find out the annoying things about them and the things you got to work through. And that's what's so sad. And that's why divorce rate is higher in second marriages because mm-hmm. they just keep thinking, well, then this isn't it. Instead of like, no, it's just obviously there's some things you need to walk away from. So, I'm, but to protect yourself and really toxic environments. But it's just work. And to be with someone for so long and to be. With, just with the same person for so long it takes work and you go through the valleys and then you have the peaks because we've had multiple valleys where you're like uh man will we ever get it back are we gonna feel that and then when we do like we like high five after we're like dang we still got it yeah <laughs> it's, it's, uh... i'd love to share something if i can please oh, get we, in we, here dorian, dorian and, and jay here. i know i didn't know you were you... 
Get in here. Come on in here. Will you? Troy wants to show you this. We want to see what you think about the new version. Want to put the headphones on? We did all the stuff we were talking about doing. So I want to. I don't think I need headphones. So I want to. Maybe it's like 10 minutes, and then you can give us feedback. Oh, you can watch it after. Yeah, yeah. Let's let, let, let you can sit down. Oh my gosh, the mic makes me nervous. No, you're fine. Dorian is Jason and Victoria's friend. Uh, she she helps. The nonprofit. She's an amazing photographer. She um, makes videos and she just helps them do a lot of stuff. And the dream catcher. That's what you coined it once. Ooh, that's <laughs> wow, that's really Actually, cool. Jason said that. Mm-hmm. You gotta, Victoria has all these dreams. You got to help her yeah. catch them. Yeah. And like make them into mm-hmm. LinkedIn bio, uh, dream catcher. And we were just talking about uh, ways that can make it easier to catch them. Okay, so Me and Dorian. And it's really cool. Yeah. We got, it's super helpful. We got her like some, some final cut mm-hmm. and uh, we have this new system with Vimeo. So that's cool. But I think we're going to start churning out content more and it's and just going to be, simple. you can call me anytime. So cool. keep this literally like as close as you can. Yeah. And then just say what you want to say. Um, this is pertaining to something you guys were talking about earlier, but I recently heard a podcast about sexual blueprints and how this woman, she was talking about how like, she was a sexual therapist, but she was totally failing with her husband. And she was like, I went to strip pole dancing classes and I would like buy sexy lingerie and I'd like get in and just like try and be naughty. And he would just be like, nope. And she was like, what, what is going on? Like, what am I doing wrong? She thought her relationship was going to fail. She thought it was like the end, but then as she was researching through the years, she was talking to more of her clients and she came up with these five different sexual blueprints and she realized like she was just going about it the wrong way and how like some people, if they're touched too early, they just won't be turned on at all and they'll just shut down. Their body will literally go numb and there's like these five blueprints. Yeah. And I thought that I just blew my mind and you can actually take a quiz and then go deeper into this woman's blueprints so i don't know if that's like something that was for the man or the woman or both it's for both so there's like it'll talk about i think you can probably like buy her course or something but yeah because you and your partner could have different blueprints like her and her partner have different blueprints so that's why it wasn't working but then when they started working with each other's blueprints now they're like having the best sex ever yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> just wanted to share that little piece. Thank you, Dylan. So, <laughs> so what we just Google boot wow. blueprints yeah, for sex or something? It. It's like this girl named Jaya something. Yeah, I mean, she's super dope. I, I will say that I've learned that if I do that with Veronica too quick, if I just like grab or do like, she's like, dude, chill, yeah. right? Sometimes you just want to do that though, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, all the like time. Men, <laughs> men just want to like, yeah, like but that's actually what I I want, like just someone to just like pull my pants down and like go all in. <laughs> that's kind of what I want. I don't need like the caressing. Like I don't. I'm not. That's cool, but I want to. I don't know. But I, I can feel. guarantee, like that's what she's saying about the blueprints. If Jason yeah. was more ca- cautious about those things with me and knowing how to 
I will be more fired up to, cause it doesn't mean you don't have those moments, but like when it's been a long time, the first thing to do, like just grab the boob, you're like, squeeze it too hard you're like that's come what, on that's what she says too like at the beginning of a connection of like two new people usually those blueprints aren't like really there yet yeah because it's all because it's so new and, and there's just so much excitement yeah, that like anything will turn you on wow. if you like breathe what'd you say hmm. like in your ear yeah yeah the thing yeah, about the crock easier. pot it just seems like so much work right like geez He's, yeah, okay, but, that was an all-day crockpot. No, but, but you know what? I know. <laughs> like, you don't have to do all-day crockpot. Right. But I'm thinking it should probably always be kind of a crockpot. I mean, yes. if you really Ooh, cherish a- her, right? Exactly. It I mean, I'm it- trying to learn to do that. And it, I get response. I mean, it's not sex, but even just her happy and us feeling good is a reward, right? Such yeah. a reward. Yeah. Have you read the five love languages yet? I'm sure she told you about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you? What this you guy's think? like read everything. That's crazy. Did it? Did it help you guys? At everything all? on his library. Yeah. Um, all the books. Yeah, all the books I've wanted to it's read. It's really interesting. And and she, you know, when I was, we did an experiment. So I thought it was the end last week, and I'm like, you know what? I just can't. Read. Let's do an experiment. Let's just pretend we have no past, and you be for me what I know now because we've talked that I need, and I'll be for you what you need. And it went really well, mm. and she was really happy. Wow! And uh, and she wanted to listen to the five love languages Whoa. together, and yeah. and then I became an asshole because I got frustrated. And I'm like, this is never going to happen, and you know, so because well, you had a timer. That's the other well, thing. Because- the thing that you don't know is I was frustrated the entire time. I just was able to hide it, uh, and finally I couldn't hide it anymore. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, that's a good book. Yeah, that really yeah. helped us a lot. Like a lot. Mm. But it takes dying to your timeline. Like, okay, I've asked Jason to do this thing for me. Do you remember the example of a woman like, all I want him to do is paint this room. Like, I would just mean so much. And, and the, It's so weird, right? And then she, he told her not to say it again. Don't ask, ask him to paint, but compliment every time he does something right. And it took like six months, though. Like, so that's mm. a long time to, to like this thing you really want that you're, that you've expressed that's really important to you and then your spouse isn't really honoring right, that's that. That's a lot of work to but be patient like that. It finally clicked and then 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 she's so happy and then it just I think those down times are less and less because it should be a constant crockpot. You're right. Like there should be a constant communication and of what we need and mm-hmm. uh what's affection. Your, what's, your, what's your love language? Remember? Uh physical touch um Words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, phys- uh, quality time. So hers is physical touch, acts of service, and we have very similar, that, but different order. Um, yeah. But there's always, there's most of the time a number one, which would be your main. I did have two, acts of service and quality time. So as, lo- as long as, which is so hard for him. Um. But there normally is like whatever number is the highest is the one that you need. Like I could enjoy gifts, but like I don't need gifts. Like if he just brings me gifts and writes me a poem and says I wrote a song for you, but isn't giving me quality time uh, or being thoughtful, I'll be like, I, I take wanna, your song back. Yeah, I love the song one. I love her. She doesn't, doesn't do anything. I love that. I'm like, but, but you're like, it's eleven o'clock at night. I don't want to hear your song. I wrote it for you. <laughs> I'm like, but I wrote you a poem. She's like, cool. She's like take your fucking song, and I love when she does that. When Dick just tough cookie, yeah, 
But she's so sweet about it. It's funny. I don't know. Sometimes. I mean, he. I definitely sweet. sees the eviler side of me. Yeah, sweet. Where do you find these fucking shirts? It's so cool. You <laughs> always have this. She, she's wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog shirt. I don't know. I might have found this. I don't know. <laughs> I might have found this at Target. It's cool. Isn't it cool? Um, I did a this morning on the podcast. Uh, I do it with Sarah Hudson actually. It was her her new podcast. Oh, it's really good. Really, her, her Evan Bogart. And um, it's funny because I was driving there and I had this like I literally had like a little vision of her just talking about her anxiety and I, I, I don't know and I like in my mind prepped what to do which is really really weird and it all happened exactly how whoa and I was like so we were talking and um and she's really into tarot cards and stuff like that so I said let's 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 not do the tarot cards now and her thing's called her, her podcast is right to the source I'm like let's go right to the source so I said so I kind of guided her through like a little I had her close her eyes and I I asked her to ask God what God thinks of her and she's like, I'm like, just like, you'll get a picture, you'll get a, uh, whatever it is, God's, English, God's language is in English, his first language is in English. I was like, I see, it, like, I, he thinks that I'm a light, and it's really beautiful. And then, you know, I said, no, ask him what, if you replace anxiety and fear with God, what, what, what does that look like? What is it? And, and she said, and she like gave this whole vision of what she saw, and it was like, she was like crying, it was like this really cool moment. I was going to ask, like, I was going to ask you, <laughs> just you know if you if, if you ask god right now like um like what is the what is the truth about your your you and your wife what's her name angela you and andrea's what's angela. the angela what's the truth of our relationship and what and how and how does god see it you know like just close your eyes and ask and if, you, you might get something it's always are you asking me to do that right um, now yeah oh, okay <laughs> i went out right This could take a while, so you guys can talk. No, that's good. Yeah, what's the truth? What is not what we think, but I don't know because I feel like I'm filling in for filling in the blanks. You're filling in the blanks, yeah. Yeah. So I might have to just question, d- question you could ask is is Angela the right woman for me? I could also do that but I don't I think I'm just going to make it up in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so here so here's so how what if you just ask God say you can say it out loud too. God like what do you what do you think of me? Yeah. All right. Just just Like the first thing that pops in your mind. That's usually and the. It doesn't have to be a word. Yeah, picture. It could be a weird picture. Well, it's it's not it's not working because the first thing I got is dirty, rotten, uh, scoundrel. Mm-hmm. So I think that's coming from me. That's definitely. Not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd have to maybe just do this alone at night and like take time because yeah. yeah. we have a. Well, yeah. I, can't, I was trying to. Do, I was telling Pat about this the other day but I'm like oh, I want to like learn how to do this with people because I've had people do it with me and then you keep asking more questions and getting it's, it's, so it's unbelievable powerful. at first it's really hard to kind of break into it and the, like they're 
they're trying to do it and it's great they're it's literally like 10 years of therapy that's what my friend said she's been in therapy his whole life in like a one to two hour session and it's they don't tell you anything like well you know it's all just you asking and them writing down what you say out loud it could be like like I don't know I just I literally just see like a horse and okay I'll ask like see ask, the horse ask Holy Spirit like what is what is a horse and you kind of start getting these answers and it's just crazy how it goes all through your life and you start it's really powerful wow, that stuff. sounds really cool yeah and it kind of and, and the whole thing is that we throughout our life we build these protective systems which I'm sure you know especially being addicts like that's such a these protective systems to protect ourselves from getting hurt and do this so it's like it's all about breaking down those systems. And like believing the lie that you're like, like the, okay, so the lie that you're believing about yourself is that you're a dirty, rotten scoundrel, right? That's so that's a big part. So like that's that's like the lie and the, and the thing that um, is is actually keeping you from hearing from God, right? These are the, the ideas that the guilt and shame and this and that is keeping you from that. So so I, yeah. So what, what they would probably ask is like, okay, God, so what is the actual truth of that? And you know, that's, I mean, there's, if I didn't believe this lie, yeah. If I didn't believe this lie, see what oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, if I didn't believe this lie, that I was a dirty rotten scoundrel. What would I? Yeah. What am I really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really. It's. It sounds really interesting because my whole my whole gig my whole thing is, uh, what the fuck is really going on? And this sounds like this might get Wait to what's second. really that's going. That's crazy. That's Richard. That's Rick Klotz's slogan for his new company, for you know Fresh Jive. Mm-hmm. It's W T F I G O O. What the fuck is really going on? <laughs> it's dope, dude. I'll, I'll I'll share with you. Oh, it's a whole that. different world in here. Oh yeah, uh, it's, this uh, is where hey it's guys. supposed to be. Um, so, do you not have an answer for what you what, what he what God would think of you if you weren't a dirty rock? I, I think it's like something. Uh, the opposite, polar opposite. Because yeah, I, my I, block is you know I'm a piece of shit. I'm unworthy and all that crap. So what's the opposite of that? you know a really loving good guy probably yeah and i'm like feeling like he's a plant guy so i'm definitely like feeling like some kind of a plant or like a tree or Mm -hmm. some kind of like we should do this sometime off the mics yeah it'd be interesting yeah Yeah. we should do it even even uh tommy tommy does this for people all the time you have him cover yeah it's really it's really uh I've had some, I mean, Elephant Heart literally started because I did one of these, because I didn't want to do the artist thing again, and I was really, like, because I did that for so many years, and I, Elephant Heart's me and Victoria's group, mm-hmm. and they, like, took me, they called it, like, a sozo. Wait, so wait, what do you mean you didn't want to do, you didn't want to do music anymore? Well, I, I didn't want to do my own artist project again. Oh. I was cool, I'm really secure with what I'm doing now, life's good, I got a good, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to get it back into the whole, you know, because it's so much about, being an artist is so much about you, and you, and you, and your and I was so tired of myself. Mm. It was so nice to just write music for other people. And, and let them like figure out like how it's yeah. going to be branded and sold and like. Yeah. But it was cool. It was like God really shooting. And this is what, because everyone around saw but me that like Elephant Heart was, it wasn't just about us. It's about community. It's about unity. It's about oneness. It's about the world. So, and he's, the God has started giving me pictures of it. And it's crazy. Like all the pictures he was seeing are like the colors of like the color scheme that we actually have now. And it was really mm. cool. Like it was, you know. Um, we just get in the way. Uh, we just get in the way of that connection all the time. You know, we have like this this river that's flowing down, and there's all these branches that build up, and they make these dams. And the water gets stuck there, and it's like if you like let God come in, He can just tear those branches up and let the water really flow. And it's that's like the best feeling. So I'm always trying to work on to get those branches out of the way. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Can I tell you what I see in you? I guess so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because I, the first, when I walked in the room the other day at that place, I, I actually felt so much peace from you. It was crazy because I heard you talking and like it sounded like there was just total chaos happening in your mind. But I, you, you actually emanate so much peace. I feel like you're brilliant. Like you have a brilliant mind. Mm. You're so smart. You have so much love, and I feel like um, you have so much compassion as well. And I think the, you know, the people who are the most sensitive and the most compassionate are the people who get taken out because we're supposed to fit into this weird society that man's built. You know, that the humans have built, and this like pure soul inside of you is is just being pulled and pushed and then you, you know we have movies pouring this down and pouring pouring this thing and this over here and then you get the, so before you know it, like this this like really pure thing that i still by the way you emanate it it's like That's it's all around you crazy. like so you don't probably see it i would never just from the um i don't know i feel like i'm a pretty good gauge on people too like you uh are definitely not a dirty rotten scoundrel <laughs> and even though you've probably done a lot of shitty things and so have i and so we, we all have yeah but, like really bad stuff but that doesn't make you a dirty rotten scoundrel <laughs> i don't know i i i, I, I think sure. I, I think you're really inspiring and i love how, i love how you speak and i think that you're really awesome i appreciate that thanks wow i heard him yeah. share at a meeting and i'm like i was looking for a sponsor and i i was it was chapter two of my sobriety mm-hmm. and i was just like what's up like mm-hmm. i just i didn't know him I yeah. just like I need to like get your number and like will you like sponsor? Will you work with me? Like, what did I ask you? I think just to sponsor you, yeah. And you were just like, what? Uh, no, I mean, a little shocked, yeah, because you know you come off as you know not somebody who would ask me to sponsor them, but. I think I was a little shocked at first, yeah. But that's like, but you are like what's happening inside his heart all the time, though. He's like this sweet, yeah, Yeah, on the outside, compassionate, like you know, like that's totally what's inside of Pat, for sure, you know, for sure. Well, also, I think I'm like ready to go to war for that cause. That's the thing, you know. Like it's like it's kind of like that this Nicholas Winding Refn guy, this director who, who who he highlights a lot of the dark stuff and. To, to to penetrate some of these um, systems that are like really corrupt and dark and like to get through to certain people that are they have really thick walls and they're you, you need to speak to them on their level and they need to know that they can trust you mm. and to, to really get to that to those kinds of to get through in those kinds of situations it's like it takes that like an undercover cop like they're be able to do so much good by like blending in with the the other shit they would never be able to it's a skill to get into that world and then actually be able to like unravel it from the inside out you know mm-hmm. totally that's kind of my thing <laughs> i think yeah or a part of it you know yeah <laughs> sorry i'm still just Ruling over what you said because you're an outside party coming in mm-hmm. and just your interpretation of me very interesting hmm. so I'm going to have to think about that for a few well, weeks you're really calm I mean honestly like this is going to sound crazy when I when I read 
Um, Sorry, Pat. I, it, so I, whatever you just said, I didn't even hear it. He said you're really calm. No, no, no before that. Oh right. <laughs> he was saying he's an underco- he's an under he's an undercover spy. He's saying Sorry. I'm sweet, and I'm like, no, I'm not sweet. I'm fucking bitter to the core, and I'm ready to fucking infiltrate all the darkness. And yeah, no. but yeah, but, but but you also are like one of the most compassionate, and like really? you have so much heart inside of you. Right. I mean, dude, it's obvious. Right. And you, but like, but your system that you've known since you were a kid is like protect defend myself i mean always getting fights when you were younger and mm. all this kind of shit like really pat was getting in fights yeah there's always something going it's on people i feel like people i feel like i'm kind of a target and people want to like misunderstood i think i think you're one of the most misunderstood uh, right you know? i would say yeah so yes. that's it like yeah. people when they first see you they have something and then you speak and you're aggressive but that they don't really know you right yeah but, yeah uh, yeah, yeah, my dad's very misunderstood too. But I, over time, you start to get. But 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 Brian, did all, yeah, yeah, your dad's kind of that way too. He comes off yeah, like I mean, that's why rough I'm that and tough because I just learned yeah. it from him. You this know? is like protective mechanisms, you mm-hmm. know. And that's all another reason why, like, you'll see these guys, not yeah, okay, maybe, maybe you, but like dudes are like tatted up, right? And you talk to them like the sweetest guy. And right. It's like this is my armor to protect myself because yeah. inside here is this really sweet thing that's been hurt, it's been lied to, it's been cheated on, it's been. It's been abandoned. It's been all these certain things. So I need to, I need to protect this, you know? So that's, uh, I think, and I think as you get older, like I'm, you know, with all, all of us, like vulnerability is, is such a powerful thing actually. Cause you know, it and, is. and now like what you're doing, how you're helping so many people just by being vulnerable, you know, Josh Holm talks a lot about that on the new Joe Rogan podcast. I almost sent it to you. It's incredible. Please. The lead singer of Queens of the Stone Age. Oh Yeah. Do you know, I mean, yeah, of course, bro, this fucking guy is so Tim and Joe go, go deep with yeah. it. It's so amazing. But you were saying, okay. So what I, I was saying when I read scripture and, and, and I feel the peace that emanates out of Jesus's words, I actually get that from you. Yeah. I literally do. I, I, I remember sitting there when you started talking, I was like, yeah, ah. that's how I feel when I read, like when I. It's like a it's like a safety from the peace, you know. You see why he's my spot. Yeah, I for sure. Such a, I call him and I just I don't even need, it doesn't even matter what he says. It's like I just feel like chill again. And I think that's another you know, I think that uh, what's so interesting is you know like for instance th- there'll be times where I'm just I'm a mess inside, and someone will be like, dude, you really like you changed my life with what you said. And I'm like if you knew the chaos in my mind and it's just, it just goes to show that God's like using us all the time in all different ways. And we think that it's up to us to do all this, but really you just have this thing inside of you. So I'm just, that's what I see in you. So it's interesting. It's interesting that, uh, you're so observant because what I've seen you like three times for 10 minutes or something. Well, you heard your whole twenty-minute share at the last meeting, and he yeah, no, but, but, but I'm when I walk in a room, I'm always I could I pick up everyone's vibe really quick. I'm like a yeah. a feeler like that. So that's, he really is a feeler. This fool will just start crying out of nowhere. It's crazy. <laughs> no, it's no, really, I wish it's really I could pretty feel remarkable that yeah. way. I've actually been thinking about that a lot lately about you and Vic being able to feel so in, in, intensely. At their Thanksgiving party the other day, he was just thanking everyone, all his friends for being there as a support group, which actually makes me think like, if it wasn't for you, Billy, I don't think any of this would be happening. I started this whole company and everything I'm doing right now 
um, after the work we started doing in the beginning, you saw, he saw the whole thing start. Wow. He, he, I met him when, when my other life was collapsing. Whoa. And like I said, the freedom from the Janis Joplin thing, the freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. Like I had nothing left to lose. Yeah. I was just like, all right, fuck it. And then I had this kind of freedom and open-mindedness and willingness to like trudge this like complete defeat, surrendered. Like, well, I like filming. Let's just lean into that. Let's just lean into what I love. And then the, it slowly things started. People started coming into my life, broken people. And I, we were doing all this other stuff. And Tim was about to move to Panama. Yeah, I, do you guys remember that? Yeah. His life was fucking like he was done. He was literally going to go to Panama. Wow. And I'm like, bro, let's like do this, you know? Uh, I got a question. So you and Pat, you seem to inherently know that relationships and people and support groups are like tremendously valuable and you seem to have value, value that. And is that something that you just learned or has that always been there or I mean like I would look at it from the outside and be suspect like this is bullshit and cheesy or what have you but I come from a completely different place where there's none of that and like Pat and then you guys are getting well you and I didn't realize it's funny because I've always actually had it um because I I had great parents I, I always had friends but I never really even valued because, I, like I was saying the other night, I've always been so focused on me and mm-hmm. and my craft and my thing, and it's it's not like a, it wasn't even like a like I was aware of it. But looking back, it was just like everything everything that happens revolves around my band, whatever yeah. it is at the time. You know, there's a common goal. There's a common goal. You know, so but I think once we started traveling and seeing these like villages and these communities and how they work together, and then building our cause I remember she, she, she used to always feel like I don't have any friends. And she, that's what she used to always say that. And we used to literally pray, like pray that, pray that she would get like really good friends. Wow. And, um, and in the past, like I'd say once we started like the group that in the group, we, we, we started like a Sunday group, like six, I don't know, six years ago, something like that. That was when I really started realizing how important community was. And it was like our whole entire life changed when we started having a really close friend group and we've you know we've been friends since seventh grade yeah, yeah me and jason have been friends since seventh grade yeah 36 now how old is i mean when you say friends like we were in a band like i was a dj in his band we, we went in his dad's motorhome and like played shows and i was like blacked out on drugs <laughs> like making a fucking complete i don't even know you're on drugs how crazy is that that's insane I was in, I was, dude, I fucking did like spoken word poetry in front of like a college member. Mm -hmm. I was like insane, but like, we were like, yeah, we were friends. Like, and, um, we've been, we've been, you know, our artistic, uh, co, you know, artists, like, you know, sharing common artistic preferences and like, you know, collaborating in different ways. And like, uh, um, You've always had a big friend group. Yeah. Like you had like a crew in in middle school. And here's the thing, bro. I'm going to give it to you like, okay, so from an outsider, I'm I'm just going to, 
I'm gonna. This is gonna sound like fucked up, okay? But if you want to just look at it from like a straight business strategy, selfish way, I'm. I've learned how to influence. What's that book? Make make friends and mm. influence people. Had it, yeah. So uh, he's right. Like there is a comp, there is a goal for me. There always has been, I'm very driven and I'm trying to be successful. Right. And it seems to me like it's going to be a lot easier when you have a lot of people helping you achieve that goal. Okay. So if you want to look at it from the perspective of, yeah, I'm just using everyone, <laughs> including you. To make me feel well, if you okay. you want to look at it that way, we're you, all using each other. You can. Right? Let's look at it from the most fucked up, morbid way that we possibly can, okay? Mm -hmm. I picked you as a sponsor because I knew you were going to make me feel better, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think you're actually good on the podcast because you speak truth and wisdom and you've been through a lot and you have a lot of pain that you've been through and you can help people. And I think that the people that get helped, they're going to want to listen to my podcast, which will benefit me. Actually, no, no, I know you're smart. So, so no, but like you could just look at it this way. So like if Troy's not happy doing what he's doing, then he's not going to keep helping me. If Alex feels like he's not happy or he's abused, he's not, they're not going to want to hang out with me if I'm not like a nice person and I'm not like giving. So like, yeah, like even if you look at it in that way, is that the way you look at it though? I'm saying that some people see it that way. Right. Okay. And like, maybe there is some truth to that. Like, yeah. Hey, I like the honesty. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> everyone that works for me, like they're all just helping Ridge become. But you care about these guys so much. Of course. I have to though. Yeah. But, but, but like, but, if, but, but even that way I'm saying, yeah, I, I, I do, but I'm super narcissistic. I'm a narcissistic self-centered I think you alcoholic. should stop saying that. Cause that's not, that's no, like, like I think okay, about that's myself. what maybe people None of think. us believe it, but it's people true. I understand that? where you're coming from. Like, no, but let, let me just finish. I know, like, but you don't do, there's a lot of people that are doing that and but, they're but, not kind. But, if, but, but here, what I'm saying is if you just look at it from a strictly like mathematical, like positivity breeds more positivity. Love makes love. Like, like I'm, I'm not, it's not going to benefit me. To like, like I try to tell Tim this all the time. I'm like, what do we want? We want results. How are we going to get results? By being a dick? As soon as you start yelling at someone, they stop listening to you. So like there's a certain amount of logic to all this too. But I know that by like genuinely caring and, 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 and being like honesty, like humans like at their core like we actually do get a lot out of helping other people and the only way you can really help someone is if you're like really genuinely trying and like caring and relating you know what i mean absolutely yeah so yeah like that's what do you have any friendships that don't do you have any friendships that don't benefit you financially i don't um, no. Yeah. Uh, he's your friend. Yeah. No, I'm saying I don't. I don't financially benefit him, except for maybe I. Oh, oh you don't. Gotcha. Talk yeah, about Billy the doesn't. 
I mean, you could argue that some of the guys, I end up spending more money than yeah. they've helped make me. I would, I'll pay Troy. I pay this fool to wake me up and go to breakfast with me. So like I'm losing money, but I value, I, I get so much yeah. from him. So I guess that's what it is, is like, I look at it differently. Like I don't like the value that I get from people is worth more than any amount of money. So I guess you could say that I'm looking at it from a different, but all, my, my point, all only point I'm trying to make is that like, it, it, it is like, there is a certain amount of like survival and like, um, selfishness in everything we all do. But like, what's wrong with that? Because if I'm able to help all these other people, and they enjoy what they do and we're all reaching towards this north common north star this common goal which is like to like get generate more work so we can all like continue to do what we love like that's the difference right is i actually i know the truth which is that if you want like gary v talks about this a lot too like the truth is that if you want people to stay they need to be enjoying themselves yeah right so and if they're not enjoying if if you're being an asshole I, I just think any healthy, emotionally healthy person is going to just be nice and loving because it's the best way to get results. Yeah, but having a relationship needs more than being nice and loving. But you, I don't, you, need to, you need to grow it and culminate it and continue yeah. it, and it's some kind of skill that's that I don't really you have. You can't fake that. Yeah, I was so going to say, not, you're not... You can't fake it. If you did all these things but like secretly didn't care about anyone or it's not yes yeah. there is in service there's still I had that thing happen with, I remember that crazy God moment in the lightning in a bottle where I was realizing even just even the selfishness in what I'm doing with the kids in the Philippines and wanting, like it's because I get so much from it yeah so but it is selfish it doesn't but it doesn't but there's so much non-selfish things too I'm, you, I, I'm you, saying I understand what you're saying we're, we're just but I'm lucky. not doing it I'm not doing it because I want but this is the thing is we're lucky that we know the truth, which is that we get filled up by doing these things. We know that from, from experience. So we're doing them and we, it, it is a selfish pursuit well, you, because you're we're emotionally into... healthy and because we're, we're grounded and we're connected like, and we're, we know what to value and we know the truth. We have self aware. We're like, we have knowledge of self and we have knowledge because of that, because we are graced by that. We're able to do the right things that are going to be giving us the right like feeling. And it's like benefiting us as much as everyone else. Like when I help someone else, like they're like, why are you answering my call? Why? I'm like, dude, this is for me, bro. It's crazy. Like you're not, you may not stay sober. You're probably not going to stay sober. Like Ben could call me anytime he wants and I'm going to answer and I'm going to fucking talk to him all night long. Um, or it's for for me because like I feel better. Like I'm getting out of my own head and I'm helping someone else. I mean, the philosophers will argue are human beings even capable of being unselfish? Mm -hmm. Is everything not a selfish motive? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying I've thought this yeah, no, no. to the fucking... I understand I've, what you're saying. I, I, you're saying at, at a base level, yeah. 
you have friends because friends make you feel good friends, you know? Right. But, um, I also, there's definitely a lot of relationships that I think people would say this may be unhealthy, but there's, there's relationships I have in my life that are strictly, it doesn't, you know, I have some people that when they call, I'm like, this is just, but I'm going to do it because I know that they just need this in that moment, but it doesn't, mm. but it do, it's, it's just draining. And oh, I, and I know all this. I hear all the things, right. uh, get rid of people who drain your life. Right. Cool. But like I'm, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't go for that. Cause I, cause I just know that. Well, well maybe shift your perception and know that you're being of service to them and then that will help you. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like I don't. Do you know how many times I do that too? Like yeah. I, I don't want to answer the call, but somehow I always feel a little better after I do. Definitely, yeah. And and, and it, <clears throat> it kind of is like it's almost like closing your eyes, taking a step, and and knowing okay, if I wash these dishes, like I don't I don't want to do I don't want to talk to this guy I don't want to wash these dishes, I don't want to be of service but I just kind of inherently know from the past that it will make me these are ways like doing of, access service for your wife. Yeah. Yes. It's like maybe you but don't those, want to, but you, you those know things. I think there's a separate thing with business, like being a starting your business. It, 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 but it definitely for a while. It sure? gets. But here's the thing, though: is it <laughs> it does get muddy, and it's a tricky. That's why for me, it has to just be all or nothing, and I have to like be loving to everyone because I don't. It is tricky for me to separate all that stuff. Can I borrow your other vape? Yeah. You know where it is, right? Upstairs? Yeah. I mean, we we could kind of like wrap her up. Yeah. That was a great ending. Now people think that about you. That's a good guy. Wait, wait, wait. I I want to say one thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I just think so. Maybe that's like the critic in me. Like the, the, uh, maybe I'm not capable. I don't deserve love. Therefore, I'm not capable of it part of me that's still struggling to, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a tough, uh, it's hard for me to, I don't, I'm not a f- Uber feeler guy. I don't know. It's weird, but I don't know. I, I, I think I care. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, you, bye. We're done. You, you got the same issue. Yeah. We see, they don't, so you're protecting. Like, it's like you're doing the like, opposite. You're, you're protecting yourself because you are a, a feeling person. And yeah. so you made uh, a big argument to say why you're not. Right. But yeah, the, the truth is I'm, I'm really, to be honest, I'm also very like, uh, um, uh, I need people around. I need validation. I'm like, uh, alone. I don't like being alone. So there's a lot of that going on too, you know? So I've built this like crazy life where I have like all this like stuff going on. And you're like one of the most sensitive people I actually know, which is just so you're not right <laughs> yeah, yeah literally you you are and it's, i know and, and I, that's like, why get, I love you so much i get obsessed with like things like right now i'm so into like nicholas winding refin i'm just i i bought a dvd like you can't even, i'm just yeah i'm very sensitive and i'm like want to feel all the stuff he wants to feel and like yeah i don't know i saw you cry in the boat bro that got me because Prosser's is hysterically cry because derek is a really damaged there's something about damaged hopeless like like the denzel like denzel because you relate yeah like denzel in uh, man on fire like when he's my favorite like when he's going to get that girl and he just knows that he's done for and this fool's just like down and out and like just so 
like that's the that's the shit i don't know why yeah because i guess i relate yeah i mean just just i mean look how great you've done i've known you since you were a little kid just like this punk Mm-hmm. No one knew where you know where you were gonna end up, basically, and it's like look at this life that you've. No, I'm so you know? grateful. Yeah, it's incredible. So I, I, it's, I don't know, I'm proud of you. Yeah, and I love everyone. I really do. Like it's crazy. Know. Yeah, I just, I'm just saying. Like, even, even though you use us, you know, even yeah. if yeah. the podcast ratings. <laughs> I mean, this shit is. This you, shit, say, you could say anything this about. is really a fucking pipe dream, an empty pursuit in a lot of ways. I mean, this is so delusional. Like the amount of listeners we have for me to keep going, mm-hmm. purely because I believe that it's good for the few people listening, and I enjoy having these conversations. Dude, that, that was like us having our yeah. band playing in the backyard for ten people. Like, oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna play arenas. Yeah, ten but people like, show to I've actually show. even let that go. I know, but I'm saying it's the I'm same like, idea. It's the same. Idea. It's the same thing. That's yeah. what makes successful people is being delusional dreamers. Right. Yeah. That's really. I, but, but I've actually, I'm actually trying to learn to accept the fact that even if it doesn't go any further, yeah. that's okay because we're getting. Yeah, we're, I'm getting a lot from this. That's, that's cool. The same thing. I'm so glad with, with Elephant Heart or like what picture this expanding yeah. like i'm like so okay with whatever yeah i said if nothing ever happens with elephant heart and it's just been an amazing experience for my husband and i to say like wow look what we did like we made an album together that's enough yeah yeah that's yeah. enough like, like that's... We've, yeah the accomplishment like i've done like 37 oh wow now podcasts. this many people like, like it yeah. awesome i don't need how cool is that though to have that body of work yeah that you did that and you know you did it and, it's and this is so precious to record for his daughter and for him and wow. for your kids and wow. it's it's keeping record like you do is is amazing yeah. so many people are going to be so thankful no that actually you have even done just this. the few people that have reached out to me like this one guy hit me up last week he's like i went back and listened to every single episode again mm-hmm. like you guys go so deep and it's so helpful, and like I've had people. There has been some really. But even I'm saying even help. the people here or the friends that you capture them, their candid moments on film. Like they're people will be really thankful to have those things when they're older. Yeah. So. Oh uh, yeah, well it just helped me tonight, so that's that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's cool. So well, thanks, hey, thanks everyone for listening, and um, I really appreciate everyone like and i'm just grateful sure i just said you're welcome all right